Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Now, folks, let me tell you something. Our part is very simple. It's not complicated. All we have to do, the words again, are be willing and obedient to, to search these scriptures out, know in each of our hearts that, bless God, that yes, he's, he is the Lord God, and this thing that he had prophesied out of the mouths of these old prophets all these centuries ago will now come to pass. That's that, 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 that's, and then to begin to do what? Learn to keep the covenant. Learn to keep the, the things that God said to keep. Get out, Come out of the defilement. Uh, uh, be holy, so I'm holy, saith the Lord. And, and this thing's going to work for you. But now if we're going to... See, I've always said, if you're only going to give half way to God, at best, you can only get half the blessing. Okay? And, and that's the reason, again, some of you are having some success. But let me, un- let me get you an- give you an understanding. Success you have is only if you go on. If you want to just sit back at this point and say, Oh, I got it, I've arrived, and that's it. Hey, you're going to be real sad on that day. What God is doing, he's letting you have a taste of this thing. He's cooking you, okay? And then, then he's going to take you on in. He's got to bring us in. God has bring us in. We're what? We're blessed God that when we go back over there, we are doing the things of the Lord God, keeping his covenant, keeping new moon, Shabbat, and the festival to such a degree and have come out of our sin, walk in holiness, that it is going to absolutely turn Judah right upside down. Kill the fatted cow, the prodigal sons from home. We are the prodigal children. You were going to be happy? No. Was it when Jesus Yeshua told that gave that parable? Did it sound like that that the, the son that was supposed to you know the eldest that had the blessing was he happy? No. Is Judah going to be happy? No. That's the reason I said you don't want to think you, you, we're just going to march over there now and stick our chest up there and say we're come home boys get out of the way. No, I'm sorry, blood would run in the streets of Jerusalem. All God's time. It's all got to be as God directs it to be. And you know what? He's going to get. He is going to get it directed. Let's look in thirty-two. Start in thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Thirty-two. Thirty-seven. Behold, I will gather them out of all countries, whether I have driven them in mine anger and in my fury and in great wrath. Now, why did he do that? Because. Because Ephraim went north, messed everything up, changed the times, the seasons, the festivals, and, and that was it. And I will bring them again into this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely. Underline that. Now that is scriptural proof that we're not going over there, get in the middle of that war, and all of us are going to die, or most of us. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. I will give, I will give them one heart. And one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good, 
but I will put my fear in their hearts that they shall not depart from me. Yea, I will rejoice over them to do, good, do them good, and I will plant them in the land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. For thus saith the Lord, like as I have brought all this great evil upon this people, so shall I bring upon them all the good that I have promised them. Aren't we fortunate? We're about to see all the good. Ephraim has taken on and, and had the east. Now, he goes on in, 40, in 43. And the fields shall be brought in this land, whereof ye say it is desolate without man or beast. It is given unto the hand of the Chaldeans. Men shall buy fields for money, and subscribe evidences, and seal them, and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin, and in the palaces about Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, and in the cities of the mountains, and in the cities of the valley, and the cities of the south, for I will cause their captivity to return, saith the Lord. That word captivity is exile. Okay? I will cause their exile to return. Now what's he saying? He said, I'm going to take them out in places where only the beasts of the field are. And they're going, they're going to get involved into that. They're going to buy them. And that way, you know, we're, we're talking now about the timing to start buying land over in Israel, okay? And that will, that will be said of God. And, and he says he will be given into the hand of the child. And it's been given to them. And he said, we're going to take that, and we're going to, and we're going to you know, and, and, and bless God, there's going to be, he said, he's going to cause their exile to return. That's the Lord. He said, so you see the scriptures that, oh, I don't know, how many years? 20, 25 years ago, there was this guy that built a ministry on saying that, bless God, that, that now the deserts are burning. Remember all that? The guy was taking pictures of flowers out in the desert. Hello, flowers. We're the ones that are going to bloom in the desert. We're the ones that the Lord God is going to water and increase. It's going to cause these desert places to produce not just one or two crops, Crop after crop after crop, the world will be in amazement. See that, that those scriptures and those points. You can't again. The, the difference between prophets and the rest of what we have tried to deem the fivefold ministry is the prophets have the revelation knowledge and the timing to this thing. Some knucklehead got a hold of it and said, "Oh, I, I was out over there and I saw flowers blooming in the desert. Then flowers of oysters." That wasn't even close to being. And, you know, I'm sitting there as a young prophet going, oh, that ain't even close. It wasn't. still isn't. Where are the blooms? Where are the flowers? We are going to bloom. Okay? All over Israel, the waste places are going to be raised up. And the Lord God is saying what? And he said, and you shall, and you shall dwell safely in the land. Safely, we're going to dwell. Oh, I'm telling you what, folks, I get so excited thinking about all of it, I'm thinking, boy, isn't it going to be something to, to watch God raise all these cities? That, the foundations are there. They may be 20, 30 feet under the ground, which won't, you know, we're not going to dig down and build on the foundation. But isn't it going to be something that, bless God, that, 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 that how is God going to point all that? I've got, I don't have the foggiest idea, but he will. I said to you last night, there has got to be people Thousands of people go in and build an infrastructure for, for, for us to even get over there. It's going to have to be. You can't just get over there and bless God live in a tent and bless God go out here and try to uh, try to eat whatever's crawling around on the ground. We're, we're, God's not going to do that to us. 
we're going to go over there and live in homes. We're going to go over there and be able to have jobs for those that the bless God for the skills and the occupations that the Lord God has given to you. I bless God. And, and, and again, as I said, Israel, it will be looked upon by the world, and they will be confounded. We're going to worry about a mark of the beast? Nah, we're going to it. We control our own finances. We'll have our own currency. You say, wow. You see, this is God's plan. Because didn't he say that he would plant and rebuild? Didn't say anything in there about the fact that we're going to, we're going to, have, to have to take the mark of the beast here if we're not careful. No. See, that's for the world. That's for the people who bless God that don't understand. This is a God that says there will be no plague come nigh. Well, and for any people that would rise up against you, no harm will come. Now, can the church say that today? Oh, we do it all the time in church, but no. Can they say that that's where we're living? No, that's not where we're living. That's where we're fantasizing to have lived. And the truth of the matter is, as I said, the church is sick, wretched, naked, poor. Doesn't even know it. The anointing hasn't set upon the, the church for numbers and numbers and numbers of years. Yet they still all have it. Notice how I called it sin and it. That's what it has become. The Rahakadish is a living being. He is available to avail himself. Under those, of you. Okay. now what? 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 Well, now wait a minute. Now what? Now, 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 now I got you now, prophet. I <laughs> got you. They were doing it in the Book of Acts. They were keeping the covenant in the Book of Acts. Getting a hold of it. The reason they were successful, and you saw the power of the anointing of God working in the Book of Acts, is because they had received Yeshua. They had received the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost, and they were keeping the covenant. They didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the writings of Paul to let you know that you no longer do this. That's what they were doing. Were they successful? Read it! They were successful with God. Yet somehow, we seem to think that, bless God, we were smarter than that. Well, I've got news for you. We smarted our way right out of it. That's what we did. Okay? Kind of like that. Smart your way right out of it. I don't know whether that's it. I don't know whether that's possible, okay? But I, I know that we have come that we came to such a place and, and I think what we did I look back in the days of the old Pentecostal, uh, you know, when the Pentecostal renewal came through and century before last and we had the Azusa Street thing and all those things took place and by the way, I met somebody out in California that's father, I think. Father, grandfather was involved in that. He got, I, got, I mentioned it, and he walked up and started talking to me about it, and things that was related to him about it. And, I, and he said, boy, he said, you're right. And I said, well, I just, what I'd read, and I've, I had done at one time a lot of, of research because I was so interested in the outpouring. What caused the outpouring of the Holy Ghost? world. Well, God was doing that to prepare us for this. We didn't understand that because, you see, at that time that that that, that, that brother, a black brother, bless God, in fact, he was blind in one eye, sat on a orange crate or an apple crate back here. Sit down. 
and they would he would stand up and they would praise God first and, and, and worship God. And then and that may go on an hour. How many of us have ever been in a church where people just did what we've opened up here with and spent what, ten minutes or so? That to go on an hour and and when it subsided, he would go back and sit down in the crate. Sit there. Everybody would would meditate on the Lord God. Holy Ghost would sweep in. The lame would get up and walk in the blind. No man laid hand upon him. No man spoke the name of Yeshua, Jesus. Blind saw in the lame walk. Everybody said in the world. Then a long time. The prominent ministers of the area decided, hey, they got a move of God going on. We better get into this, boys. We know more than they do. Let's go down and try to educate them a little bit, and we can take this thing on in a little further. God knows. See, and that isn't that the way we do it? Do everything? Of course it is. And because the fact that that blessed old man sitting back there had a, was a pastor and had a pastor's heart, there's a big difference between the heart of a pastor and the heart of a prophet. Don't you try with me what you've tried with your pastors, because you're not going to get away with it with me. Because I don't have a pastor's heart. I have a prophet's heart. I am only concerned about one thing. It's the will of the Father. That's all I'm concerned about. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt my feelings if you don't like me. It doesn't hurt my feelings if you say, I'm never coming back. That's your problem. It's not mine. So they went in with their holy indignation and all their knowledge about the things of God. That Obviously, this old rackety building and the minister that could never know and they begin to do what? Change. What happened? The Wahakadish. Miracles. The praise and worship. The great silver orators had to come to the Bemas, the pulpits, and bless God, preach the things of God. What happened? Nothing. But you see, we just can't leave alone. And, and, and folks, I know. I know why God had to bring this kind of a prophet to the forefront. I won't put up with your baloney. I won't put up with it. I want the anointing to meet the need of every person that came into, into this room this weekend. And I will do nothing to stop me. I'll do everything to stop anything, a spiritual or otherwise, from keeping that. But you see, man has always got some better idea. You know why? Man works through this. Hmm? God works through that. God is a spirit. You're made in the image of the Lord God. You are spirit. Real you in here is spirit. The key is to get this out of the way and let this come forth. Those of you that have been through enough school, that's going to be like this. But you always have to sit down and figure this thing out. For me, stand back, get out of the way, and let God be God. I've had nights when God said, go sit down. 
Now go sit down. The Spirit of God would sweep in. All took place for me. I've had nights when I walked the aisles, took these tassels in my hands, and I said, Touch. Touch the hem. This one. This is this is what the this is what the gal with these shoes left touched right here. Interpret that with what this is. She reached up and touched him, probably one of these. And she was made whole. Self same hour. I walked and watched what's the miracle? I watched people get a wheelchair. Find people see. This is what they What was God teaching me? Don't try to put me in a box. What did the church do because of this? Put him in a box. Sealed the box up. Well, he can't do this. He won't do that. And, and Paul said this, so don't try to do that. Call the Old Testament and we're the New Testament. We got it and they don't. Come on. That's what we did. And we tomfooleried ourselves. My family used to like to use that word. I always thought it might have been because my name was Tom. We tomfooleried ourselves right out of the God thing and got right over into the mind, the place. And look at the mess. Look where we are at today. Brothers and sisters, we're a mess. We've got more people hearing from God than God's got apples. Now, you're supposed to hear from God. But you ain't going to be hearing from God about all the nation. And what this, that's left up to prophets to me. Not mouthy people that think God's telling them something so they can impress you. Like I've told too many people, when you have uh, been shot at, you've been hunted like a dog, when they've burnt down a hotel, when they've killed seven people and pinned something on somebody's chest saying, I killed Prophet Deckard or we killed Prophet Deckard. Until you've had to stand before kings, queens, presidents, and prime ministers over the face of this earth and say, thus saith God, and in three days this is going to happen, knowing full well if it doesn't, you're going to be put to death. Until you've done those things, you better walk away. Real quiet around this prophet. You better respect where I've been. Because I'm not, see, that's the reason I told you. You know, I, I, it just doesn't impress me, folks. I'm sorry. You, you know what we're going to start doing? I, I mentioned this last night. Now, now, oh boy, now I'll I'd to stand up and I think I'll say this first. All you sitting out there to think, the prophets, I want to get you in this room. One day, if, you, if you've got the audacity to keep coming, I'm going to demand that you give me a sign that will come to pass in three days. You can't ever darken that door again. You hear me? Because I know from where it's all coming. And it's not that. I know what it is. Minds does lots of things, and so does familiar spirits. See, they don't do that. They don't. That's the reason I said, well, 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 well wait a minute. There's got to be some guidelines. There's got to be some rules here somewhere, folks. You just can't run around, stand up in congregations. Well, now, well, now, uh, Prophet Deckard, I uh, just last night I had this dream. I know people that have two and three dreams from God a night. You know what the possibilities of that are happening? What's closely? I get into this thing about uh, about uh, spiritual warfare. 
can get real deep into it. I, I may have done, I may have cut some stuff. You're going to be, uh, be uh, come to an understanding that all this stuff you're thinking that you know, very likely 99.9% isn't even even in of God. The thing of it is, God is always guiding your your spirit by His. You know what that means? You just happen to somehow know you're supposed to go do this. Now you didn't. The angel didn't show up. God didn't show up and say, "I am the Lord thy God." Well, the Lord spoke to me this morning, prophet, and told me this. And this. Get out of here. Not not when it comes to the nation. Not when not not when it comes to these great big things like 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 the earthquakes and the things that are, that are coming. No, no, I'm sorry. That that lies in the auspices of a major prophet of God that has been shot at, that has had a hotel burnt down, that has, bless God, uh, been chased all over the mountains of some of these nations. Pay the price, folks. If you if you want to do the do, pay the price. Until you paid the price, walk real soft around it. Because I know what I've paid. I know what I've done. My question to you, you them. You went without food for three days and God told you something? He's supposed to tell you something every day. Come on. But you know what he's telling you? You know what those kind of knuckleheads are missing? You know what God is saying? I want you to straighten this up out of your life. I want you to get this out of your life and, 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 and out of your family. Now that's, that's going to that's go on for as long as it needs to go on. If it, if it needs to go on ten years, it's going to go on ten years. Now, 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 let me tell you how this prophet spiritually judges that. See, I see that. And when I see that in you, that you have not done the things of which you can't hear God say, uh, tell you do because you're too busy hearing this voice tell you something. When you're not doing, and I see that, you know something that I know after 40 years of serving God? You're no more hearing from God than a cow talking. that well, I'm going to have to write all these sayings down. Somebody said to me, said one time, said, probably once you write all that stuff down. I said, I can't remember it all unless you just happen to come, come when I'm a minister and say, I, I, I go, what did I say about that? I don't know. But see, uh, and, and what I'm trying to say is, yes, there's other prophets. But the thing that I keep saying is, but you've got to be trained. You've got to be trained. You've got to come under some old hard-nosed character like me that ain't going to let you get away with nothing. Then maybe you'll make it. You know how many prophets that God has called and how many have really been useful to him? It is so few, folks, it's not even worth talking about. Just because the call's there doesn't mean that you are going to apply that call into God's kingdom to further the kingdom. It doesn't mean that. It means that there is a call. I've known a lot of people called to the ministry today aren't even in the ministry. You want to know why? They couldn't get to the time. They couldn't get it out, and, they, and 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 I'm talking about people that had potential in the anointing to see God do some mighty, 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 mighty. Now, God is going to use you. Try to me, you. My case, try to me, and your case, and try to you. He's going to use it, and you want to know why? And this is the strictest answer of all. We're all that he. We're it. 
Look at us. We don't look real holy. There's an old boy standing up there, man. Well, I've never been a I've never been a church. No, because you've probably never been in church with a real, honest to God major prophet before. I've cleared congregations out. I've run congregations completely off. I told them get up and get out of here. Don't you come back tonight. Pastor sitting back there going. Wait, wait a minute, Prophet Decker. That's my flock. Well, if you're smart, it was your flock. He spends the next six weeks going around begging them to come back, all right, after I leave. Oh, yeah, I've run them all. I've had, I've had three or four hundred people in the room. Bless God, run them all off. And that night, we're just preaching preaching to about three or four. If you knew, come back. Wasting my time, God's time, and I'm wasting it on you. Get out of here. But boy, that, that don't seem right to me. I, and nobody really is concerned about what's right to you. It's what I'm hearing that audible voice telling me. And that's what the difference is. You pay the price, you can act the way God tells you to act. You can't, folks. You've got to pay the price. Now, Ephraim has paid a price. We have been, you know, it's like I said about the American Indian. We have, we have uh, seen to it that they fulfilled Scripture. The Bible said they'd be scattered. They were scattered. They, they come into what we call North America. Bless God, the, the mostly, uh, or in the beginning, the Europeans anyway, was coming in here in the name of uh, Yeshua, the name of Jesus. It was now our country, okay? And, and and we fulfilled Scripture because the Scripture said you will be hunted down and you will be killed. Hunted down and killed. We fulfilled the Scripture. What we did. And now we're sitting back here going, well, it's our country. No, it's not. It's God's to start out with. Well, he gave it to us. Did he really? Or did we choose, bless God, to murder them, put them in... And, and, you know, not only did we do all this to them, we gave them such nice areas of our country to live in. Nice. Now we wonder why that most of their generation on drugs, unemployed, alcoholics, thieves, what we I'll tell you folks, this is just part of the reason this nation. Just part of it. There's other things there. Mark the words of this prophet. He came in. And now, now, now see, the fact of it is, it, it makes it, well, what, what about going into the, the Hittites and all the other tights? Wait a minute. God gave Israel the land. He said, you will have to go in forcibly. I will be with you as long as you what? Keep the covenant. The boys went in, forgot the covenant, lost the land. Mountains. Did the Lord God give what we call the United States to those people that came in here? Oh, it was divine guidance, was it? Or did we come in and commit a great sin? I'm telling you, we came in and committed a never, at this point in time, any passion, it will be. I will, I will personally, if they will let me, I will personally wash the feet of every Native American. 
I will cry real tears now for these We have done If we step back and look, we can't understand. Oh, prophet, how can you say our children will starve and sleep and blood will run the city? That, for instance, is far more. Goes far past that. Listen to me, preachers. Have to find. We have to bring them. We can't leave them here. What's going to take place? All the way. This thing is going to go down. You and your little prayer group and all the king's men. Give a couple more. Right. 33. Did I give 33? No, I think we're getting there, right? We get 32. Thank you. Somebody's listening. 6 and 7 of 33. It says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and I will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. Boy, is there a sermon in that. Talking about Ephraim. Now listen. He said, I will bring I will bring it health and cure. Now listen to me. Hopefully you're going to hear some little thing. Lord God is dealing with you. But are not supernatural. Okay? We're going to be beginning to talk about. I'm going to begin to share with you. You'll need to have to pray and fast about some of that, okay? But he says, I will bring it to you. Does the church have that today? Sickest bunch of people I'm ever around. They're all sick. What's that about? I don't know. They just are. Yeah, I know. Not keeping the covenant. Let's let's look at look at number seven. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return and build them as at the first. Wow. He's going to cause us both to return. Now, I, I didn't get into the scripture here. I think that I have, but if I haven't, you can find it in your concordance. That the Lord God said, I will first bring home Judah, and then I will bring home Ephraim. Has Judah come home? Yes. What is Judah doing? Judah is spilling his blood to hold the land for Ephraim. That's what Judah does. Now listen, when you examine that and you begin to realize that all of this, all of this, bless God, has come forth. Ephraim says, and I will cleanse them from all their iniquity. See, in order, what keeps most peoples away from God, now I'm talking about generational things, is the sins of your fathers, okay? Most of us in this room are carrying the curses three or four generations up the line that sin. Most of, most of you don't have the foggiest idea. You are. You're having to pay. Now, what he's doing here is, he said, I have been, at that point, forgiven and cleansed their iniquity, whereby they have sinned against me, I will pardon all their iniquities whereby they have sinned and whereby they have transgressed against me. It's all going to be good. Guess what? We ain't going to owe for granddad and great-granddad and great-great-great-granddad and all the rest of the granddad. We're not going to have to owe God anything for that sin. 
That's the reason we're going to be. See, that's the reason we can walk out from under this thing. That's the reason then the whole thing is going to be divinely up to us to seek the face of the Lord God and then to move forward. Because see, now we're, we're, we've got ourselves in place because we're forgiven of this that we can walk out here and bless God, begin to, to raise the dead. God will honor what we're doing. Why will He honor it? Because bless God, we're now sinless in His eyes. See, I, I, for years, I kept preaching again and again and again. Please understand, if you're not going to live a holy and righteous life for yourself, do it for your children, for your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, as many as the Lord God would bring, see. But, but you, you see, again, that just didn't work very well. Let's, let, let's look in verse 14, same chapter. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will perform that good thing which I have promised unto the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at the time will I cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land, Yeshua. In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the, the name wherein shall, uh, she shall be called the Lord our righteous. So he's given us a little bit of a hint there. Isn't it? The Lord our righteous. Now, now, uh, Presenting and and the excitement of this thing, the, the the way that our hearts begins to leap and the begin the way that we now begin to understand we're not chained down any longer, folks. We have been fighting an uphill battle of which few of us really came out ahead. The only aspect of this battle was this: heaven was our reward. Yeshua had come. We as Ephraim received him. As, as the Son of Almighty God that came shed His blood for the forgiveness of our sins, which the sacrifice of the Lamb done now at coming of Pesach, forgave for one year, so it was sprinkled upon the on the mercy seat, holy of holies, the forgiveness of Israel's sins. As I said, uh, uh, bless God, you, you, when you begin to, you have to look at the overall picture of what God. You can't, you can't, you can't just get into this. Oh, oh, we're we're living by grace, or oh, we we we're the new covenant people, or oh, we're this, or oh, we're that. You can't do that unless you can go into those scriptures and not find one scripture to say, oh, here it is. I am giving you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture to add to scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture to be scriptural proof. This thing is right. Ephraim is going to be taken home. And that's what, that's what God wants me to do with you this weekend so that there is no turning of your mind or your heart. That you understand this, this thing isn't as well I think it is or I think it is. No, no. This is thus saith the mouth of God. This is everything that is supposed to be in this okay? And, 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 and the power, the power of this understanding it, it, it bless God, it just, I mean, to tell you, to keep you awake at night, it's going, wow. What is it going to be like, the old places being rebuilt? Cities springing up out in those deserts. Gardens being planted that's going to produce two or three or four times a year. I don't know if it's going to be more than just one. What's that going to be like? Folks, it's going to be awesome. What's it going to be like? It's going to be... His presence, His glory will have set upon us. It will have set upon us. And He says the world will know. He said, and I am not causing Him to come and harm you in any way. Boy, what a God. Now, is He worthy to be served? You bet He's worthy to be served. 
Did he change? No, no. He set this all up way back in what we call the Old Testament. He set this thing up so bless God what? To bless God if we it would have been awful nice if we hadn't go through this. But okay. See the church was dawned and brought on so God could keep us. See, that was our contact. The contact for Judah was what? Yahweh, the Father. Now, Yeshua said, I'm not greater than my Father. I only do what my Father's told me to do. And yet we raised Yeshua, Jesus, above the Father. You know we did, so don't sit there and well, I do. I've been in church after church after church and never mentioned the Father. It's always in Jesus. They're, they're, that's true. But he said, I'm not greater than my Father. But yet we we brought him up to a place and brought the Father. God help us. We brought the one that taught the Son. We brought the one to mentor the Son and the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish. And we esteemed him lower than. Uh-uh. He said, don't you, don't you touch my glory. Don't you touch it. You touch the glory of God. And, 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 and the answer is real simple. Little by little. Back in the old days of, like I said, the Azusa Street thing, the glory of God left the building. We manufactured something we called the anointing. That's where you play music and you jump up and down and you fall on the floor and you Jericho march around the church and people stand up and scream and whoop and holler and carry on and that's the anointing. I'm sorry, that's not the anointing. The anointing is when the blind see and they're walking. The anointing is when lives are changed. When those of us, God, that they can't help themselves. That's what the anointing Yet we, we, we manufactured, we begin we begin to think, okay, and that worked for a while, and then when it started stopped working, then we, we got these, these celebrity people that, that maybe their careers in Hollywood were going down a little bit. We'd get them to come and, and, and say they were saved and, and then they'd get up there and perform and man, we had to build a we had to build an old point. Brother Decker to see twenty thousand. Did that please or impress God? Not one I They were still sick. They were still depressed. They were still broke. And so, like I said, then the Charismatics came along with this great prosperity message. Now, is the prosperity message right? Yeah, it's right. Who got prosperous in that? Did we? Everybody jump up and shout. They came in, did the message, everybody got excited. Put all your money in the plate. Guess what? They took your money and went home, bought them a new whatever. You sat around waiting on these blessings. Any day now, Lord. Any, any, you know, I gave all the money I was going to pay my house payment because, you know, that, that, that preacher said that if we do those kind of things, shame on us. Shame on them. That's the way that it works. See? You, you, they use all the right scriptures. But again, what did I say to you earlier? Charismatic, uh, whatever that was, was brought out by God, brought forth by God, to bring forth a portion of the ministry that the Pentecostals wouldn't bring in, except they would exercise parts of it through the pastor. 
it's the teachers. Right? Now, when they came, they were teachers. Most of them are prophets. What went wrong? That. See, we always somehow tried to promote ourselves. We try to bring ourselves to a place higher than that which we have. That's the reason I, you know, I, I'm trying to get you set into those offices, into those places of anointing, those giftings. It's very important. The problem is no one is ever happy with where they're at. Well, I don't feel that I'm called to be a pastor. Well, I'm sorry, but if that's what it is, that's what it is. Get happy with it. Well, I just sort of thought I would. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but if you aren't, get happy. See, Paul said, whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. That's what Paul said. Our problem is we have not been content. I, folks, I know, traveling and being around all this radio ministry, 99.9% of radio ministry out here had never been trained. They went to a few meetings like this, got it on the radio, and got your money. They don't know snot about the Word of God. They've never been brought forth. They've never been corrected. They've never been had to stand for what it is they said, thus saith the mouth of God. They self-pointed themselves as prophets and apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists. It doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm, it just does not work that way. And yet, and yet when you sit back and you, you begin to watch all this stuff, and you, get, you, you begin to go, wow. Every once in a while, I, some knucklehead comes around me and says, God sent me here, prophet, and told me that you were going to bring me up front, in front of all the people, pour oil on me, lay your hands, and impart the all anointing to me. Get out. I said, I've had to work all these years, stumble, bumble, fall, do everything else to do what I can do now. And you think, I said, how old are you? This last one was, I think, 24 years old. And I said, and you think that I, I said, even if I could, I wouldn't. I can't do that. Okay? I, can, I can place portions of this anointing. There isn't all, any one that's all anointed except him. It doesn't work that way. Folks, if it worked that way, you know what would be really neat? We can get this over here this Oh, I'm an all-anointed one. Yeah, there's just a handful of us that go down the corn patch every year. That sounds good. The truth is, folks, you have to earn it. You have to earn the right. And most people have never even, I mean, they don't even know what the price is. They've never even attempted the price. Yet, on the other side of this thing, know that it works. And see, and I see that potential. I can see the potential. You know who God's waiting on? Not this prophet to expose the potential. God's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Bless God. You know, that's what I used to have when we had those churches going down in this area. Bless God, uh, uh, people come to me and I said, well, I, I, I have a two-year course for ministers. It takes, you know, uh, three or four years to get through it. And finally, they come to me and say, well, well, why does it take a two-year course? Why does it take three or four years? I said, it just takes three or four years. I said, I don't know. I just wait for the Lord God to send the angel and say, 
before the before your own brother such and such and send him forth. And I said, when he does, I said, you list two to four years. He said, why don't you just call it a, 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 a two, a, you know, like a, a four-year course, a two-year, the four-year course instead of a two-year course. I said, because it's a two-year course. You understand what it only takes two years, but I can't do anything about the other part of the course. Heard an old man say something one time. He said, I can uh, go into a minister's home, and I can look in his sock, sock drawer and tell you how good of a minister he is. I said that. What does that mean? In organization? See, I, I, over and over and over again, you can't get your act together. Such this problem, you can't show up on time. You can't do this. You can't get around to doing that. You've got to be, wait to be led of God or told by God to go do this or do that. You're no use to me or God. It just doesn't work that way. There, there, you see, and, and when I begin to teach, and once we lay this thing out with the ministry, then we're going to do a lot of things about husbands and wives and children. If your children's a mess, your ministry's going to be a mess. And, and if it gets too big a mess, then I'm going to have to ask you and your family not to come back. Your place, Dad, is to bring those children up and be, have been corrected and set right and not be a pain in the rump every time you take them somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? Sitting there trying to talk to somebody, and here comes your kid and stands right in front of you and starts running his mouth about the dog that ran across the street outside. You know what that tells a prophet like me? Done missed the mark. Done missed it. Let me tell you something else. Fellas, if your wife doesn't come in and if she's in rebellion, you're done. And don't even know. You don't even know you're done. Why? Do you not become one place? Do this. That's what the book says. Now, how can half of you be out here doing this and the other half of you rebelling? Now, listen to me. You're both rebelling. You're both in rebellion. In the eyes of God, you've rebelled. Why? He is you. Neither do I. But I didn't make up the rules. God did. The only thing that I can do is issue the rules by the anointing that's in my, in my ministry and in my life. And, and I know how to do that at this point in time. And I realize how to do that. And, and you know what I know? I know the blessed God, that God is a God, the blessed God that wants us so badly to come into this thing. That somebody, folks, has got to tell you what the rules are in the book. See, this isn't, oh, golly, gee, woo-hoo. I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. I've been to three, uh, three of the quarterlies. I'm now, no, no, I'm sorry. This is about what you are willing to understand that you have to do out of this book called the Scriptures and put in place in your life. And, and I, I watch people, I, I've watched for years. I mean, the, the, the unfortunate thing for you, I've been around too long. And that is unfortunate for you because I'm not willing to put up with your baloney because I've, I've seen it. I've been there. I know what that is when I. And when I do, I, you know, if it was like, well, okay, this is kind of one of them test cases, and this is only one out of how many. No, 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 no. No, let me, let me tell you something. All the years that I have brought up and ordained ministry, I have never seen ministry in force 
and perform and do what they needed. If in fact the wife wasn't in total submission, kids. What does that say? That I'm telling you, it won't work. I don't. You see, you see that, that's not my decision. That's God's decision because it has to line up with the word. And you think, well, God's going to wink at that, and God's not. You know, God. Well, I mean, after all, it's me. I mean, you know, to them. No, I'm sorry, it's all of us. And 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 until you can understand that, bless God, that God means what He says and says what He means. And just do what he says to do. And when you can do that, folks, you'll succeed. Until you're going to do that, you're going to struggle, you're going to be unhappy, and you're going to have a lot of stress that you shouldn't have to have anything you want. You're going to be waiting on this ministry. I'm waiting on God, and God's waiting on you. I love the way I passed the buck there. Never my fault. But I love you enough to tell you the truth. I know what it takes to bring you. I brought him. The fact of it is, will you, will you do what God wants you to do? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Only only you uh, can, can know that. Only you can decide that, yeah, you know what? I, I would I would pay the price and I would you know, I would come into this thing and do exactly what God wants me to do. You, you, but then, like I said, I'm afraid what happens is we don't understand what Yeshua said. You must do what? Count. See, right now, most of us just volunteer. Most of us have never counted. What, what is it going to cost you? Some of you sit in this room, it's going to cost you your wife. Some of you in this room, if your kids don't count. Some of you in this room, bless God, if you can't get out of some of this, some of this, and, and you know, I wanted to have some deliverance this weekend. Maybe God's going to let me do that. Hope to me yet. Some of you in this room have some real problems. Some of you who are sitting here have got some real problems with pornography. Two of you sitting here has got homosexual. Listen to what I just said. I didn't say you're out here doing that. I'm saying you have thought. Okay? Yeshua said, those that have looked upon the woman in lust there are already committed. Okay? So how do you know all this? What man the Lord does? He shows me. Is that here to embarrass you? No. Deliverance isn't to embarrass you. When deliverance comes, you've got to get honest between you yourself. God already knows what's going on. You've got to want deliverance so you can walk in this thing bad enough that, bless God, if it takes you being embarrassed, then you're just going to have to get embarrassed. But let me tell you something. I am probably one of the few ministers that ever walked the face of this earth that has been embarrassed numbers of times. Okay? I wouldn't be here today. Why? Your place. Listen to me. Your place will not correct itself. It won't. You, you can't talk your place into stopping. Why? It's your place. It wants the things of this world. The only way you're going to stop it is to stop it. I can't tell you how many people come to me and said I can't do Yeah, you can. Stop it. Stop it. I think last time or time before last I told about the, the deal with the guy and the, and the 
being an alcoholic and was an alcohol. Uh, the thing that he went through was trying to stop uh, the duct tape and all that. Uh, you know, folks, it, you can stop. Because why? The place doesn't have power. You have power. You just got to be the one to make the decision. You've got to be the one to say, hey, if I stop here, I'm done. It's over. I, I, I stop this thing here. I stop it now. And, and, and then you know what? That is the beginning of deliverance. You know, again, if just laying hands on you would do the job, we'd get it done this weekend. Laying hands on you, if God will let me pray some deliverance, is going to begin to free you up so, in fact, you can move on. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you.